Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Thursday. We've got an exciting show for you today. We're going to talk to you, uh, try to do something a little new. We wanted to do during the offseason, maybe like a Trojan Thursday podcast or a Twitter Thursday or Trojan Twitter Thursday podcast. We kind of just have some guests that we don't normally have on that are either around the USC football program or, you know, part of the USC family that maybe don't, you know, aren't part of athletics. Uh, so we got some people lined up, but we're going to start with, uh, someone that's definitely involved in USC athletics, uh, Kenny Bigelow, the, uh, going to be redshirt senior defensive tackle, former five star. We wanted to talk to him today. So we'll get to that. If you have any questions or comments for us, we're going to answer questions from the peristyle that I posted up earlier today, uh, from Kenny. And I'll just talk to Kenny a little bit. And it should be, it's an interesting conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. He could be uh, a huge part of this USC defense. Going forward, a lot of expectations, you know, a couple of big knee injuries so that have kept him out. And uh, we'll see what uh, Kenny's able to do this spring and, of course, in the fall. If you have any questions for us, podcast at uscfootball.com or go to our website, peristylepodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. Um, we're on Audio Boom. Lots of different ways to get a hold of us. There's some podcast app that we're not on. Email me, let me know, podcast at uscfootball.com, and I'll make sure we get on that. And we had a special podcast yesterday, too. I just want to give a little, uh, <laughs> Gerard Martinez came on, and we, we were we tended to do a premium podcast for uscfootball.com subscribers only. We've done a couple of those. They were very popular. It's a benefit for being a member at uscfootball.com. And I accidentally uploaded it to the regular channel, so it was actually out there. So, you got a premium podcast yesterday if you're not a subscriber for free, but it gives you a little sense of the kind of stuff we'll be talking about with Gerard, uh, on the recruiting front, uh, that are just behind, uh, you're just for the members of uscfootball.com. So my, my apologies, apologies for that. Um, sent that out there and put it up in the wrong channel, but yeah, a little special treat for you guys. If you like recruiting, you like listening to Gerard, Gerard Martinez and you're not a member, you should definitely become a member. 10 bucks a month. It's really, it's really cheap. It's really easy. And you get a ton of information like we saw with Gerard. All right. We are joined by USC defensive tackle, Kenny Bigelow. You can follow him on Twitter at, this is a little weird, underscore MCMXCV underscore, I think underscore. Uh, his Instagram is at Kenny Bigelow 95 underscore. Um, he's going to be a redshirt senior for USC this year, uh, out of Maryland, Eastern Christian High School, uh, Eastern Christian Academy. Former five star and, uh, USC fans have been asking about him a lot. So we wanted to have him on the, of the podcast. Kenny Bigelow Jr., thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. So, uh, how's it going? I mean, you're, I, I we talked a little before, uh, we started recording. Uh, your name comes up a lot on the uscfootball.com message board. Certainly defensive tackle is a position at need, of need. They thought you'd be a big part of that last year. Uh, you end up blowing out your knee, unfortunately, you know, before or spring practice. And then Stevie Tui Kolovatu comes in and kind of fills that role. But uh, what's it been like the last, you know, year or so just uh, doing the rehab thing? Uh, the rehab is grueling, man. You know, mentally and physically, it's, uh, it's definitely not something that I thought I would be dealing with again. 
but being around these guys and watching this team come together offensively and defensively, the emergence of Sam Darnold, Clancy in the defense, and what they were able to do this year, it, uh, that really motivated me. Seeing Stevie come in and just dominate at the position, those are things that really motivated me, motivated me and really made me want to go harder. Were you able to uh, learn a lot from seeing Stevie Tuikulavato out there? <clears throat> yeah. Stevie mentally is a tank. Nothing phases Stevie. Every, every, Stevie's always about moving <laughs> forward. What's next? What's next? Like, the way he plays, the way he thinks, like, always go forward, never backwards. The, uh, you mentioned the, the mental aspect a couple of times. And this is, for, so people that don't know, this is your second time going through, you know, ma- you know, major knee surgery. Uh, you know, it's months and months of, of rehab. And, you know, you can put in the work. You guys are used to working out, but it has to be a mental challenge too, just knowing that, you know, I just did all this and now I got to do it again. I mean, it, has, has that been like the biggest challenge or is it the physical part a little bit harder? In the beginning, that was definitely something I struggled with because the first time I didn't know, I just knew I had to get better and I was willing and I was ready to do all those things. But once you've been through it, you, you kind of understand that it is a process and it is a grind. There are days that are much worse than others, and there are some days you feel like you can just go out there and do everything that you wish you could, but you know you can't. So definitely in the beginning, I had, there were some hard days mentally. But like I said, just watching some of these guys just grow up and mature right in front of my eyes, that definitely helped me wanting to keep going forward. Now, we were watching you, uh, you know, so the injury was in the spring. And by the time fall camp started, I believe you were, you know, walking around, you looked fine. You weren't, you know, ready to play yet. But even by the end of the season, were there any thoughts of, yeah, I could come in and, and, and probably play? Oh, yeah, definitely something I, I thought about. But, you know, it's a long-run thing. And those guys, they had something special going on. They, like, they, I had no right to come in and want to step in on any of that. Like, those guys, they had made a tremendous run. And uh, I felt good. But in the long run, I always knew, like, it's about your senior year. Like, you come back and play one game. Not that I thought something like that could happen. But, you know, what if? And it's just, you got I got a whole season ahead. Uh, that's what I'm trying to focus on. Yeah, the, um, I mean, was there, you talked a little bit about the motivation factor. Seeing the team go from, you know, one and three to winning all the rest of the games and, and going to the Rose Bowl and winning, you seemed like you were a coach out there, kind of a cheerleader at times. I, I mean, how much of a motivating factor was that for you to get excited and, and ready for your redshirt senior season? Oh, extremely. I can't wait to come out and get a chance to play with these guys, man. That, that team that went on that nine-game win streak in the season, that's, who I, that's who the team I saw during fall camp. That's the team I was expecting to see for the entire season. We got off to that rocky start, but things all changed, and we got right back, and we became the things that I knew we would be, and I'm still excited to play with these guys. Chenna and Porter have breakout seasons, Rasheem and Cam, all those guys, man. I'm really excited to get out here and play with this defense. So just over a week ago uh, was signing day, and you were a you know, big-time recruit coming out of high school, You know, move all the way across the, the East Coast, from the East Coast to the West Coast. Do you – follow like you follow along where which guys are committing or when the guys come in or is that something that's like you know i'm an old guy i don't really care about what these young guys are doing what what's your thoughts on the whole recruiting thing yeah honestly it would, it would have to be the latter for me like uh if i see it i'll take a look at it but it's not something i'm going and i'm researching i'm investigating like when i was in high school you know like for me now i know who i am i know i'm an older guy uh, for me, I'm just when I do get here. When I do get here, 
stuff was cool, it was fun, but now you got to become a Trojan. Now you, you got to become a man, and it's completely different from what you're used to. The, uh, you know, when the recruits come in, especially, you know, in January, there's a lot of official visits. Uh, do you get involved in that much at all? Or, or if you don't, you know, there are some of your teammates that are really into the hosting duties and kind of showing the, the new kids or potential new kids a good time. Um, I mean, I'm, uh, I think I've done it maybe three times. Uh, I know there's guys on the team that actually do enjoy getting out and getting to see the guys and do something like that. Not to say that I don't, but, uh, I don't know. At this point, this is not something I'm too interested in. Yeah, that's not really a thing. It's, it's funny. There's usually like one or two guys that are just kind of really into, <laughs> really into it. And I, and before, I'm not saying you're an old guy. I mean, you're like, what, you're still way young, <laughs> but just compared to the, I mean, when you see them coming in, they're like 17 years old and they look so young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I make jokes about that all the time, actually. <clears throat> like, it's just funny. I tell people all the time, like, I'm like, I'm barely 21. And, uh, but around here, I feel like a granddad. <laughs> Oh, back. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, you know, spring football is coming up. Um, are you cleared to, to participate or what's, what's going to be your role in spring football this year? Uh, I am cleared to play spring football. I'm going to definitely participate in spring football this year. Okay. Okay. Um, is that something that, I mean, is there any trepidation knowing, you know, what happened last time in spring or do you feel like you can go full board? It's going to be limited. It's going to be a limited thing. I'm not going to do the whole, you know, two-hour script every day. I'll do a different section of practice throughout the time. It won't be a full go, just dive on on in trying to think. Gotcha. And then um, Kenichi Udeze is the position coach now. You've had, you know, you've had a few kind of coming through in your time at USC. You got to kind of observe and, and help him really uh, last year during the season. What was what are your thoughts on Kenichi? Because this is his first time being a defensive line coach. Uh, coach Ku, man, I could say a lot about him. He's a good guy. He really knows what he's talking about. Um, he's young, but it, it doesn't show. Like when he's on the field, he's all about football. He's all about making you better. He's all about doing it right. You could go out and make three plays in a row, but if your technique wasn't right, he's going to let you know. Like, and that's something I really admire about him. He, he definitely has a standard for the room, and he definitely doesn't let anyone fall short of that. And then he's part of Clancy Pendergast's defense, which, you know, looked like there was a bit of a slow start, and but by the, you know, by the end of the year, flying around, kind of playing the football that we remember from a couple years ago when he was there. Is it, is it a pretty similar defense? And what do you like about his scheme, or do you like his scheme? I love I love the uh, scheme that Coach Clancy has. It's all about flying to the football. His scheme is based on like we got athletic guys. We're going to go out here. We're going to fly around. We're going to wear guys down with our speed. You're not going to beat us to the perimeter. You're not going to beat us deep. We're going to get to the quarterback. It's always about pressure, pressure, and like that. that I love that attack style. So we had some uh, some uh, some of our members on uscfootball.com on the Peristyle message board had some questions for you. You want to take some questions from the fans? Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay. So, uh, down with disease 92. That's an interesting screen name. Um, he wanted to know, uh, if you had graduated yet and what graduate program are you enrolled in or would you enroll in, uh, if you plan on doing that? I have not graduated yet, but I do plan to graduate in May. Um, I haven't actually given, uh, too much thought to the grad school thing at this moment though. So that would be, so if you graduate in May for the, you would 
probably take some graduate courses at least for the fall. Is that correct? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then do you have, he wanted to know if you had any thoughts on some of the younger guys like Leon Jimmins or Christian Rector, guys like that. Oh, all those guys, I think they're great guys. I think Liam has a chance to do some special things. I think Christian Rector honestly has the best technique in the room. Um, those are, and they like, it shows they work so hard. Like, like all of you guys, the young ones, the old ones, like everyone's working so hard and it really shows. Davey64 wanted to know um, what your target weight is. I guess maybe what you weigh now and what your target weight is. I weigh 307 right now. My target weight is about 295, 300. Okay. Um, is it weird, like, you know, when you're rehabbing, do you kind of not worry about your weight as much? You're more worried about building up strength in the knee, or how does that all work together? I try to be consistent, um, but for for – Three and a half, four months, you can't really run or do anything like of that nature. So I was really trying to watch what I eat, what I ate. Uh, but it definitely, there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. It was mainly focusing on strengthening my knee, but at the same time, I knew like I'm not being able to run as much, so I can't really like put on too much weight. And then he wanted to know, do you have any goals or expectations for this coming year? I just want to go out play an entire season at my best. I know that I'm capable of doing some special things. I just want to go out and show everybody that. And then uh, one more from him. He said, is there an underrated guy that you expect to contribute on the defensive line? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> I think Malik Dorton, I think Malik Dorton, if he ever gets his chance to step on the field, he could help us out. He said something about Rector, too. I think those are some guys with some real ability. That could uh, they can get help us out. You know, Dorton's interesting because they list him as a starter a lot of times, but they just they're usually usually two down linemen instead of three. Uh, but there's more depth now, so that'll be interesting if Clancy Pendergast tries to go with three, you know, more like three guys with their hand on the ground instead of just two. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's. So that was our base package, and a lot of the time we just we that's not what we were running for the situation called for something else. Yeah, it'd be the base package, and then it would never be. It was weird. It was like it would never be used. It was kind of funny, but I mean, I think some of it was the roster. You know, who knows? We'll see what uh, what he does going forward. Uh, PB Max Eight says, "What's your biggest interest outside of football?" Uh, well, I'm a, like I said, I'm a sociology major, so lately I've really just been paying attention to everything that's going on, everything in my community back home, everything and what I see. I try to put a different perspective to it. I try to take myself out of it and kind of just understand things more. So to that question, I think just my life in general right now is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, it sounds like it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> got In a good way. Uh, got him wants to know. How would you compare the defensive line coaches that you've had since coming to USC, and what's what's your relationships been like with them? Uh, I definitely have to put Coach O at the top because he obviously he was the one that recruited me. Coach O was a great guy. Coach O was uh, probably one of the best defensive line coaches that I've ever had. So it probably goes Coach O, then uh, Coach KU, then Coach Wilson. Uh, me and Coach Wilson, he was a good coach. Uh, he uh, we just had different personalities, I think. But uh, me and Coach KU, we, we kind of see eye to eye a little bit better. 
How important is that? Because I've I've heard that too. Like I, you know, uh, you know, Chris Wilson. I met him when he came down. We we chat sometimes. You know, he moved on to the Philadelphia Eagles. But I I definitely heard that there was some of the players that, like you said, didn't always get along with him. Is that I mean important? I mean, can you have a a coach that man? We don't see eye to eye, but he's a great coach and he helps me. Or or is that harder to do if you don't really if you're not really on the same page like that? It's definitely hard to go out and try to, uh, you know, like, like, like work with someone like that. But at the end of the day, it's not about the y'all relationship. It's about the business at hand. It's about getting what needs to be done for this team. And if, if y'all don't ever speak to each other outside of the facilities, that's fine. But when you step into those doors, all that has to go away. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I mean, cause it's a tough, it's almost like a parent child relationship too, where, you know, you can be a parent that's like kind of a friend and you can be a parent that's kind of a, you know, a harder, a hard ass or whatever. But, uh, I mean that you can accomplish things different ways. You don't always have to, to get along with the guy, but yeah, I could see how that would be, you know, a bit challenging for, you know, for players and coaches alike. Yeah. I mean, but again, that's not to say he wasn't a good coach because he was a good coach, but yeah. Um, Jeff D eight thirty. I don't know how much you follow this. There's talk about private schools where players could become quote like employees. Have you looked into that? I did that? actually just read something about that. I did actually just read something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts on that at all? Um, I mean, it, I, it depends on how you work it. I mean, I know there are some schools probably that think they're doing a little too much. I don't think that's the case here, but just for different reasons, you could do something like that. But I think if guys are making outrageous demands that like it'll just show why people thought we should never be able to do something like that. Has uh getting the the cost of living I forget what they call it, but it's not the they used to get a stipend but now there's like the um uh cost of crap, I forget what it was called. But you guys get like, a little bit like the cost of attendance check. Cost of attendance, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, thank thank you. How's that helped out? We uh private schools don't get that cost of attendance check actually. Like we do get a monthly stipend, but like that extra like cost of attendance, like I don't I don't think private schools get that. Oh, interesting. Okay, I thought there was something. That yeah, there, but... it was weird because I actually found that out not too long ago. I was talking to one of my friends about it at another school, and he was telling me. I was like, I'm I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um. Old school SC wants to know how confident are you, uh, with your knee. I'm extremely confident. <clears throat> it's been a year. It'll be a year in March. I feel like I've like the body of work that I've had to this point has been great. I feel like I've done it all right. And again, I think when I get back to my target weight, I'll I'll be good. So he wanted to know too is your your lateral movement. Do you think it's returned to your uh, pre surgery levels? Yeah, after this after my first surgery, I actually felt better coming out of rehab. To be quite honest, I felt like I actually gotten more exposure to some of the training that I was doing. And again, I feel the same way. I feel like it feels though, like the explosive movement has definitely, you know, improved it and not gotten better. So, yeah. Uh, Gab had, Gab USC had an interesting question. Um, do you believe that you could step in right away and play at a level as if you were like a three or four year starter? Cause you've been around a long time, obviously. I do. I definitely do. And that's not me trying to boast or anything like that. I just, I've like, I've been here for five years, you know. I've seen it all. I got like I did. I have played. I know it doesn't feel like that, but I have actually played. I do have game experience. But like, 
guys like Leonard, man, Devin Kennard, Antoine Woods, even Delvon, like, those guys, they came out and they did it right. Like, it wasn't about, like, the stars coming out of high school. Those guys came in. They were focused every day at practice. And I practiced with those guys. I practiced against Max Kirk, Marcus Martin, you know, like, guys like that, Damian Mama, all those guys, Chad, Zach, like, all those guys. I've been practicing against those guys for five years now. And those were the best players at their positions that I've seen in this conference. And I know that if I can go out and I can compete against them at high level, there's nobody better than them. You know, one, you mentioned some of the offensive linemen before we get, we have one last question from the message board, but I wanted to jump in with, uh, you know, your former high school teammate, Khalil Rogers is transferring out to, uh, Iowa State. Did that, having him there, did that help? And, uh, did you talk to him about, you know, when he decided he was going to transfer out of the program? Me and Khalil have been going to school together since we were uh, since we were freshmen in high school. So that's always been like my guy. We did all the camp circuits together and everything. So me and Khalil, we've always been like a dynamic duo. Um, having him here was always a good thing for me. You know, if I felt things wasn't going right, I knew that was a person I could always go and talk to about issues on or off the field. Like me and Khalil, we're more than just football friends. You know, like that's really my brother. Um, his decision. We did talk about his decision to go. Like, his, what school he picked, that was completely him. He did all that. But uh, we did talk about some of the things and some of the concerns he had had and, like, what he felt that was best for him. And, uh, yeah, we discussed it a little. Is it going to be kind of weird this year? I mean, it's going to be different than most of your other years anyway, but just not having him there at all? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to definitely miss the guy, but it's like, like I said, man. Football is football and business is business. He's got, he's got to go and do what he's got to do. Like I got to stay here and do what I got to do. Uh, we got one last one from the message board. Rich SC, who's, he's a great poster on the site. Um, yep. do you feel capable of becoming this year's version of Stevie Tui Kolovatu, a veteran who can occupy blockers, give no ground and allow the guys behind him to make plays? I'll say this to that question. I'm going to be the best Kenny Bigelow on the field this year. But uh, me and Stevie, we had different styles of play. Stevie Stevie was a bigger guy who could, who was capable of sitting on blocks. I can definitely occupy space and I can take on blocks. But uh, just sitting on double teams and doing all that, I, I'm a guy. I'm going to definitely try to make my plays as well. But I definitely think I can come in and make an impact right away. Would you be more of a nose roll or defensive tackle roll in this? In his scheme, or where do you feel you'd fit in, or or will? I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna take Stevie's spot, but I definitely think like there'll be some adjustments. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I wasn't. It's like they kind of tailored. I mean, just the way he played. I mean, they just kind of tailored the position to him. Um, right. And I, I think they do the same thing for you. I would guess. I mean, in my mind, that's what's going to happen, but. I don't like. I know nothing's going to be given to me. I know I'm going to have to go out and earn all of that, but I'm completely prepared to do so. Yeah, the uh, the whole um, defensive front, and I think it was like the Utah game where Utah came out and they ran the ball. I think like 12 times in a row, and USC stayed in like nickel the entire time. And I asked Clancy Pendergast about it, and they they had a lot of three wide receiver sets out there and stuff. And I think he adjusted the defense more as the season wore on, but I am curious because, you know, having you back um, and then, you know, some of the younger guys stepping up to contribute, playing more, you know, it's like a bigger front with three guys, you know, three down linemen instead of 
two most of the time. I think they asked a lot out of uh, Rasheem Green yeah. and uh, Stevie Tuagolovatu last year. So they, maybe they'll we'll see more of a rotation this year. I don't know. Yeah, I would definitely think so. You know, like Rasheem and Stevie, if you go back and look, they were two guys that rarely ever came off the field <laughs> for us last year. So I definitely think we'll have uh, we'll have more rotation. I definitely think you might see some more guys. But, uh, yeah. What do you think um, – we'll let you go here soon. I just wanted to uh, yeah. finish up. But for last year and being kind of a coach and, and doing all that, do you feel like you could got, get better as a player without playing? And do you feel like there's stuff that you really learned about the game and maybe about the staff or about the scheme or whatever that you think you can apply this year? Definitely, definitely. Because uh, everything 2020 in hindsight, right? So it's just, I got to sit back and watch everybody – do everything, the good and the bad. I got to just catch up on film. I got to, like, watch guys, how they prepare for games and, and things like that. I got to be around coaches while they were kind of, like, scheming things up. So I definitely feel as though it's helped me uh, on a mental level. I have, a, like, a, a newer understanding of the game. That's Kenny Bigelow. He's going to be a redshirt senior this year, uh, former five-star. Um, what, okay, what's your Twitter handle? Like, I, what's the – you can give me the story behind it, but you can give it out because I don't know if I said it correctly. Oh no, you, you said it correctly. It's just uh, it's the Roman numerals for my for the year I was born. It's nineteen ninety five. Oh, very, see, look at that smart guy. <laughs> uh, so it's underscore M C M X C V underscore underscore. Correct? Is that right? Yep. Are you a big? Yep. You do how much social media you do? Uh, not much. More so when I'm just on the move, in between classes, kind of stuff. Is it? Uh, it seems like it's it's a big thing now. Like I don't do like the Snapchat and all that kind of stuff. Do you get into that, or is that like for that for like the first? Uh, rarely. <laughs> if I do, it's only for like my mom or something. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Kenny Bigelow, thanks so much for coming on the Peristyle Podcast. We wish you the very best of luck next year. We'll we'll see you out there in the spring. Definitely, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Kenny Bigelow, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening to the Peristyle Podcast, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.